Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. So welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two, and today you are in for quite a treat. I had the opportunity to just flow in conversation with a rising star in this incredible world, um, CrossFit Games athlete, Tasia Persevich. And she, in today's episode, shares about her story of what brought her to CrossFit, her background with gymnastics and her challenges with body image and self-worth. And then she goes through to share her journey of how to fuel her body in working out three times a day um, to what nourishes her core when she actually has a day off and what her life is like as she prepares for the CrossFit Games, which are happening very soon. So enjoy the episode. Um, If you're interested in learning more about me, you can find me at anniewagner.com. Welcome to Core Nourishment with Annie Wagoner. I am your host, and this is my second episode. I'm so excited to announce and share that Tasia Persevich is, did I pronounce your last name right? Persevich. Persevich, thank you. (laughs) Tasia Persevich is with us today. She is a rising star, a CrossFit Games athlete, which is so cool to say out loud. She was a fourth place finisher in the North, Northeast Regionals this year and has been training so hard three times a day. She'll tell you all about it leading up to it. And one of the things, Tasia, that I absolutely love about you was from the first moment I got to meet you or had the opportunity to meet you at Ever Proven CrossFit, where I used to work out at and where you used to train was your energy, your presence. And I remember the first time meeting you, I think you came up to me after one of my first workouts there and you're just so warm and kind and compassionate and humble. And you come to the sport and what I see in your life with such courage and resiliency and vulnerability and you're shining out there. And yet um, it's just washed with such joy and there's just such passion in you. So I am so excited to have you here because I don't know you very well, and yet something very energetic drew me to you. And I really wanted to have you here so that you could dive in and share your story more of who you are, what led you to be this rising star and incredible athlete. And more importantly, what's what else is underneath you as an athlete? And um, so yeah, let's get started. Great. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, so let's start with that. What um, what led you to, and I know it's a loaded question, but <laughs> what led you to where you are right now, Tasia, um, and, you know, your story as an athlete as well as your personal story? Okay. So, um, well, I was born and raised in Arizona by my mother. Uh, my mom was a single mom. I have two brothers and a sister. So growing up, my mom, she sacrificed everything for us, and I think... A lot of who I am is because of her. Um, Her strength is something I really admire and something I didn't realize how important it was until I got older. Um, But from a young age, she had put me in gymnastics. Um, She made it happen that all of us kids, we got to play sports or do something, right? Um, So I started gymnastics when I was five and I did it my entire life. Gymnastics is a pretty tough sport. Mm. (laughs) So it was definitely something that taught me a lot about hard work, uh, determination, sticking with something, you know. um, Even the beginnings of just kind of like learning how to suffer, you know. And I think that's really helped me in my sport now. So um, I grew up doing gymnastics and then I did it all through college. And it was always something, I love gymnastics, but I wanted to be great. And I was never great at gymnastics. I worked really hard Mm. and was just, 
I was good, like good enough to go to college, but I would watch girls beside me and be like, why can't I be like them? Why can't I be great like them? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and looking back now, it's funny because it was at least for me all part of my destiny. Right. I had to do gymnastics to be great at something else. Um, so I found CrossFit in, oh my gosh, I think February 2013. And I didn't originally start it to be competitive. I had started it just to to be in shape, you know, lose weight or, you know, all those things. And eventually it started kind of unfolding into a passion and into my calling. Mm -hmm. um, so I think my background in gymnastics is what led me to be able to be great in something else like CrossFit. I love that you can look at it that way too. Um, yeah, Tasia and I were talking before this just about that idea of, you know, what sometimes can feel like a struggle at moments just oftentimes brings us to the aha or the, the greater um, reason why we were going through that, just that purpose. So with gymnastics, can we talk about that for a little bit? Of course. Just because... Um, it's actually one of my passions too, or was. I was a gymnast until I was 12 and absolutely loved it. Um, and what I loved about it was the, the strength that I felt in my body um, and kind of that power. Um, and then just cold turkey like that, I decided to quit. My mom picked me up from school one day and I was like, I'm, I'm done. And a lot of it was because I lost the joy in it and I just wanted it to be fun and it was so intense. Um, so you mentioned like the suffering aspect, um, which is interesting. What was, A, I want to know what was your favorite event? <laughs> just because that's such a fun question. Yeah. And then um, in what ways did, was it a struggle for you? Um, not only physically, but what did it bring up for you? Okay. Um, so my favorite event was floor. Mm. I competed floor in college, which it's so funny because I'm a horrible dancer, but that was my favorite event. And you have to dance. Oh right? yeah. Oh so, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's some girls that are just so good, right? They can like move and be graceful and I'm not, but it was, I had some power was kind of like my thing. So, mm -hmm. um, floor and vault were what I competed in college and floor is always my favorite just cause it's kind of a show oh, and yeah. it was fun. Um, really fun. What was your, do you like, do you remember what, what was one of your songs that you competed to? That was one of your favorites. <laughs> so I don't remember a lot of them are kind of, I don't have like words, but when I was my first year, um, optional level. I had bad to the bone, which oh is my just gosh. so bad. <laughs> That's awesome. I, this is the only one I remember that was just like, I can't believe I had this song because one, I was never bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I was yeah. pretty, you know, straight edge Can kid. be more opposite of like who you are. And this was my, <laughs> my music for my song. So, um, yeah. Uh, That's great. Did you get choice in that or is it given to you? It was always given to okay. me. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. I don't think I should have choice in any of those things. <laughs> hey, that's fun. That's great. Um, so as far as, um, struggle goes, like the things I learned from a young age, I think it's just hard gymnastics. It kind of puts you in a box almost, um, especially if you're competitive. And um, by the time I hit, you know, I think 12, 13, I was doing double days. So I was training before school. I would go 5 a.m. to 7.30. And then my mom would take me to school. I'd leave school early and train 2 to 7, you know, mm -hmm. around there. So it's long hours. And I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, I was always like a nice girl, like people said hi to me, but <laughs> sad, sad. I would eat lunch alone. Um, and it was probably by choice of me, but more that I wasn't doing what regular kids were doing. I wasn't going out after school, hanging out with my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and even when we could, it was hard for my mom like to be able to afford for us to do things like that um that these other kids were doing and I think part of that just the emotional side of you have friends but you don't have friends but you're so committed to this mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. um that's important and you know I really admire that about my mom for pushing me to be that way you know like not letting those things affect me like reminding me of my own greatness at mm -hmm. a young age um 
And I think that was part of the emotional struggle. And then also gymnastics brings up a lot of body image, which mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of women struggle with, you know, young women, old women, yes. <laughs> men too. Um, but I struggled a lot with eating and loving myself. And it's still, you know, it's still something I think I struggle with today, although it's become much better. Mm -hmm. um, but I went through a time in high school where I was really restricting my calories um, and trying to fit a mold that I didn't fit into. Yeah. And I think that's more of the emotional side too with gymnastics is we can push ourselves physically. Like it's, I would not say it's easy to go in and do the work, but easier to go and do the work. But it's that downtime of, you know, struggling with food, like eating too much or trying to throw up and all those mm. things that are very serious in a young girl's life. Um, I'm going to feel really alone in that too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think um, that sadness or like that pain of, not loving yourself mm. has been, it's been a long time to reverse. Mm. And that would be something, you know, for young girls, because gymnastics isn't a bad sport, you know, like people get through it just fine. But in any sports, it's hard. Um, I think for young women, when you're going through changes and stuff to be able to actually love themselves. Mm. Very true. Yeah, and it's amazing because it, it, be, it can become such a part of your identity, the mm -hmm. sport, and um, and then the overriding um, kind of expectations that are that follow. And I think um, I can relate to being a gymnast and struggling with similar things, and just how you know, in general, it's not everywhere, but gym, gymnasts, you know, this expectation of being small and um, yet so strong and powerful and um, a lot a lot based on looks too with the presentation and um, so it can definitely add that layer of, of you know feeling like that's part of your supposed to be part of what defines your self-worth and yet actually can pull that down so um, I like to believe that that's shifting in sports in general and and one of the things that I again admire so much about you Tasia is your what I say would believe and feel is incredible beauty um, in your strength and kind of that whole, I know it's becoming, you know, big out there, but the whole, like the new, the new, like sexy, the new beautiful is, is being strong, like physically, but as well as emotionally and um, being able to look again at what's been really the struggle that can lead you to land in your self-worth and strength and confidence more. Um, I feel like for me as someone who works with a lot of women and also, you know, I have a daughter that I'm raising and I think a lot about this. Um, you, uh, you are a great role model in that and that you're able to even just now share part of that story. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your mom. Um, I wanted to come back to that. Sure. It sounds like she's been a big, she was a big role model for you growing up. And, and so what's your relationship with her like now? And Sure. Um, I have a really good relationship with my mom. She, I mean, growing up, she was my best friend. I was always a mama's girl. Um, I think just her struggle to me, it breaks my heart now to think about like, because when you're a kid, you don't know, like you don't understand um, and she really sacrificed everything for us. Um, so I just, you know, it sounds cliche, but want to make her proud, you know, and um, make her happy because mm. she's, she's really a beautiful woman and something I aspire to be like, you know, to have that strength because looking at it from my end, I'm like, I can barely raise my, or be on my own, right? I'm 25, I'm trying to survive on my own. Yet my mother raised me and three other kids on her own, um, you know, working as a legal secretary, which it doesn't, you know, pay glamorous amounts of money. So, um, yeah, she's she's an incredible woman. And now she's, she's someone I turn to, you know, when I'm sad or when I need something, I, I know I can turn to her. Even if she, the answer is no, like, I can't do this for you. I can't. I know I can bring anything to her, mm -hmm. right? Whether good or bad. Um, 
she's been at all my competitions recently, like my big CrossFit ones. It's it's really exciting. She would come to my competitions, obviously, at UNH when I competed, but it was a little bit harder because she's in Arizona. Um, and now that CrossFit's almost bigger than gymnastics was when yeah. I thought gymnastics was my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really cool for her. She's always, she sent me text messages that are just <laughs> so like supportive, like a mom, you know, mm-hmm. like a really good mom um, before any of my big competitions or anything, you know, and um, yeah, we have a really good relationship. That's so wonderful that she's been able to come and, and see your live competitions more recently. I bet it, it like just fills her up in so many ways. And I, oh my gosh, I can only imagine she is beyond proud of you, Tasia, and who, who you are and who you've become. Um, Thank you. So it's, it's, that's really, that's beautiful. It's great that you have such a sacred relationship with her. Who are some other role models in your life or who have been when you think about who's inspired you along your journey? Hmm. Well, I have, I feel like there's so many people. I mean, right now, currently, uh, my coach, Brandon Peterson, he is, you know, just another light in my life. Um, when I had left my last gym to go to CrossFit free, it was a big risk. Like I was leaving a community that I cared about and going to be traveling an hour to work with him. So there was definitely fear there of this could be a mistake. Mm. Like I could move, leave all these people and then just bomb, you know, like maybe I don't have what it takes. Um, And when I went there, he, you know, he took me under his wing right away. And ever since then, I've, I've been there for almost two years now. He is always there for me. You know, same type thing. Like, our relationship is still new, right? Only two years. But I know that I could call him and he would help me, you know. And he does help me every day. Um, not only with things that I need, but he's there for me, you know, mentally, emotionally. This sport, CrossFit, is... It's very emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, for most people, especially, you know, competing at the higher level, we talk about, you know, you have to go places mentally that other people don't know how to do or couldn't even fathom um, to physically put yourself through pain willingly yeah. <laughs> is not something people want to do, right? And nor I don't think, a lot of people can comprehend it until you get there. Um, but he knows and he he's he can read me, right? Like a really good coach, a really good mentor, and a really good friend. And he's given me opportunities that I had only dreamed of until now, right? Um, yeah, now that amazing. my dreams are and my dreams are coming true and a lot of it is owed to him. Um in that journey. So he's definitely one, um, of those. And then, I mean, my brothers and sisters always, or sister, (laughs) excuse me, people that I really, you know, look up to, they're there supporting me, um, inside, outside the gym, you know, family. I think family is just really important. You know, people you can rely on no matter what. Um, definitely. Are they, are your, where are your brothers and your sister located? Are they around? Um, not really, actually. Yeah. So it's funny. We're all spread out. My uh, my sister's still in Arizona with my mom, mm-hmm. my sister Tamar. And then my older brother, Caleb, lives in Wisconsin. And my younger brother, Zach, lives in New York. Wow. Yeah, so we're all over. You're all over. That's awesome. That's yeah. fun. It's cool. Like, we all grew up similar, like, close in age within a few years. Yeah, so where do you fall on the line? I'm in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm in the middle, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a second middle. I'm in between two boys. So I definitely have some, like, boyish tendencies. Mm-hmm. We joke about it at the gym because um, – I there's a bunch of girls that go to our gym and they're all amazing and beautiful and I'm like somebody help me do my hair <laughs> like so you guys take me to get my nails done right like they've got it together yeah, as yeah. far as like a girl goes and I'm kind of a little bit more boyish like I'll just sit back and you know have my hair frizzy or yeah, <laughs> whatever that's that's so great that's funny um Tasia, I totally I feel like Sadie because I'm I'm in the middle of two boys too and I feel like my daughter Sadie's come into my life 
to help me. I mean, she's a, she's much more a girly girl than I ever was, and so it's so funny. Like I, you know, do our toenails more than I, you know. So it's, yeah. I can relate. That's fun. <laughs> so it's been it, it's cool though to be surrounded by you know people like that, and you're like, oh, it is fun, you know, yeah. right, to get your toes done and do girly yeah. stuff. So um, I definitely have a really good group of people around me. I'm very lucky. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. And you were mentioning your coach, um, that he, like, he's a lot, you attribute a lot to where you're at because of him and his presence. Um, and what comes to me is that he's clearly just been such a strong mirror for you to help you, like you connect with, with your own presence even more. So I want to go back to our, our topic of self-worth around that. Um, it's making me think of that again. And you were talking about how gymnastics really, it, you went through your big dips with your own confidence and body image and self-worth. Um, so how has CrossFit helped you transform that? Um, and, and maybe it's with your inspiration with your coach um, and your community. Clearly you have such a strong one, but how, tell me more about, um, yeah, your journey with CrossFit and how it's helped sure. form you. So CrossFit has done so many things for me. It's, it's amazing. Like it, I really never thought I would find something like this. And even when I started, I didn't know how much power it would give me in a sense. Um, so obviously coming off gymnastics in college, I still really struggled with self-worth, you know, and um, I had put my identity in gymnastics, you know, and that was something that I struggled with for a long time. Um, I became a Christian in college and um, finding God was you know, a way of helping me shift that self-worth, I guess, you know, that our identity is not in sports, you know, it really isn't. It doesn't matter if I'm in first place or last place, like that doesn't determine my value. Um, and I think that just CrossFit not only has brought me closer to God, but it's also given me avenues to fix those things that I've struggled with. So, body image being one. Um, when I'm in a CrossFit gym now, you know, I never wanted, like muscles wasn't something I was striving to have when I started CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I was striving more to be skinny. Like I'm going to go work out and get skinny. And it doesn't work like that, right? <laughs> it <Yeah>. doesn't. <laughs> um, and I started realizing that, you know, I was getting better and I was having fun and like CrossFit was bringing me joy and my body was changing. And when it was changing, I was surrounded by people who supported those changes, right? Mm -hmm. Like the community is growing so much more now than it was before that, you know, women can be strong and it can still be beautiful. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be a certain way. And that goes for like anything, like some people can't build muscle either and that's okay too, right? Um, being comfortable in your own skin is, I think, one of the biggest struggles for women. Yeah. Um, and this community has made it, like I go into a gym and I feel comfortable in my own body and my own skin and um, I think that's just something really beautiful to be proud of what I'm doing and to look at numbers like, oh, I lifted this much rather than like, I can't remember the last time I stepped on a scale Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I don't, I really don't care. And I know if I do step on it, I'll get these, like those voices in your head mm -hmm. of, oh, this number is this or mm -hmm. that, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and I don't need to rely on a scale because that doesn't have anything to do with my sport. It doesn't matter what I weigh. Yeah. The number does not define you. Right. It yeah. doesn't. So I think, you know, CrossFit, has really helped with that. Um, and I see it, you know, all over just social media as far as CrossFitters go. You know, it's becoming bigger and bigger. And for, I had like in the last year, a woman tell me that she wanted to look like me. And I was literally like, what? <laughs> you know, like that moment of like, somebody wants to look like me, like have my body was something very, like, I can't, I don't even have the words for it. Like, I never felt like that before. Like, yeah. someone would want to look like me. Um, and it's it's been really powerful as far as self-worth goes. Um, yeah, and then just being surrounded by a community of people that love you for who you are, 
you know, faults and all that stuff included. And um, they really bring you up. Like I go into my workplace, which is my gym, to coach. And I'm surrounded by people who want to get better. Like most, the majority of people in CrossFit, they're just trying to better themselves. You know, it's not, the competitive part of it is really small compared to the community of people just trying to be fitter, living healthier lifestyles, um, just being happier. Yeah. And that's what I've been able to see too is with games training, I've been able to kind of go outside the box of CrossFit and avenue into, you know, triathlons and stuff like that. And it's just a bunch of people trying to better themselves, right? On all levels. On all levels. Yeah. And that's what brings people joy, like, seeing improvements, being surrounded by other people who want you to do well, who want the best for you. Um, it's just a really cool thing. There's a level of like such peace and ease in your energy, Tasha, as you talk about this. And it seems like CrossFit really um, probably like shocked you because it doesn't sound like you, you as you entered it, you know, you've coming from gymnastics, that you had any idea how much it would transform you, but it's allowed you to almost come home to you, like to embrace and accept yourself and, and simply fuel your strengths that are already within you, including loving your body and yourself. And I, I imagine you still have moments, as you said, you're human and it's kind of an ever evolving journey. Um, but it's, that's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing. So I want to hear what's the, and I know it varies depending on your training, but what's a day in the life of Tasia? All right. So maybe we could do, um, I was going to think like pre-games training and then, yeah, or just tell, tell me what's a day in the life of Tasia and then we can sure. decide where to go with that. Yeah. So on an average day, I mean, it varies from day to day, but I get up, uh, my alarm goes off at 4.30. Um, so I wake up, make my coffee, breakfast, and I go to the gym. So my commute now is about 45 minutes, so a little bit closer than I was originally, but still kind of far. Um, I get to the gym, I coach a class, and then depending on, you know, the day, I'll have like a second breakfast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I'll coach another class, Um, and then I train for, I'll train for two hours, I'll coach another class, and then I'll train again for, you know, a few hours, it depends on the time of year, you know, how high volume the training is and what we're doing. And then from there, I usually take on some one-on-one people like on-ramp people who are coming to CrossFit at night or I do, um, I'm a part-time sales rep, so I'll do some computer work and that's about it. I mean, it's my day spent mostly at the gym, um, but that's how I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's your family too. You know, that's your community and yeah. especially as you're training so hard. Um, so what, like, let's say by miracle, you have a day off. <laughs> what, what would you do and what, or what do you choose to do in that time? Um, what, so like nourishes your core aside from CrossFit? Sure. So um, in my days off, I really, I enjoy the beach. I love the beach. Um if you see any of my pictures, I'm always taking pictures of the beach. Uh, not necessarily just to lay there, even though I do do that. <laughs> but I really like walking the beach. It's kind of something I developed in this last year because um, this winter time was kind of like a harder time in my life. I was feeling sad a lot, so I would I would go to the beach and just walk the beach. Um, and it's kind of cool in the wintertime to be at the beach because yeah, there's nobody say, there. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's always some people there, but you can still walk the sand by the water and then there's snow up the rest of it. So um, I really enjoy that. And then aside from that, I love to hike. I love to be outside. I just like to be in the world, you know, mm. like I don't like to be boxed up in my room or in, you know, um, my home. So I try to just get out. Um, then I have like a good friend, Maddie, who I go see often on my rest days because she's up by the seacoast too. And we kind of do similar things. So just chatting with her, catching yeah. up with her. It, yeah. It's good. <laughs> That's beautiful. And you mentioned your faith. How, how do you weave that in? Um, aside from obviously just simply like living that, um, but do you have any sacred rituals or, Um, prayer practices you do every day intentionally? Yeah, I actually do. So God is a big part of my life. Um, 
he just it's so amazing because he shows himself to me so often in so many ways and I feel like I have a really strong connection with the Holy Spirit which a lot of people have a hard time I think with just generally so um, every day I read I read this devotional Jesus Calling um, that's how I start my day um, for the most part, sometimes at four thirty, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes if I don't get to it in the morning, say I'm having a busy morning, I'll read it at night, and mm-hmm. it's it's so funny how accurate it is to my day. Like it really amazes me. I actually I post pictures of that too sometimes, just because I'm like, wow, this is really accurate to my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's just He's definitely led me here for a reason. Like I. I've always wanted to change the world. Like that was my thing growing up. I wanted to go to med school when I was a kid because I wanted to save lives and change the world. Mm. And looking at it now, I feel like that's still my destiny, but I'm doing it in a different way. Totally. And it's been really cool because God's just opened my eyes to the opportunity by giving me these opportunities to change the world, right? Like for me, changing the world is bringing joy and spreading love to people, like shining light on people. Um, Because God's shined so much light on me. And in ways that I didn't expect, right? Like our plans for our own lives usually aren't the ones that are going to be, right? Mm -hmm. And to accept like all those things that you go through that are defining you and um, yeah, I, I had some sad times just like, why me? Like, why am I going through this? Mm. Why do I have to do this? And looking back now, like at 25, I can look at all those things and be like, it's because it's created who I am. Yeah. And to know who I am and love who I am at 25, I think is an accomplishment. Like, I think that's something that I'm really, proud of and then at the same time to be able to kind of share those things with especially young women to me is my most important avenue of like you can be whoever you want to be and you can you can do whatever you want to do like it's your life and I think people have a hard time finding joy just because we're so segmented to what we think other people want of us or anything of that matter so yeah I think that you know God's been leading me and I'm praying like I'm praying all the time it's like (laughs) I didn't even realize I was doing it before I was a I had accepted Christ I was praying and not even realizing that I was doing it like even as a kid um it's just an avenue of release for me like before a workout or an event especially now like I I pray, like I openly pray and people, they're always coming up to me or like asking me my first event at regionals this year um, because I'll raise my hands, you know, and Mm -hmm. like I'll pray and um, I had finished the workout and my judge, she was like, she's like, are you a Christian? Do you have a faith? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she's like, I could tell like you were praying for the workout. And I'm like, yeah, I was. And she's like, I was praying for you the whole time. And I'm oh, like, that's amazing. To me, that was so cool. I'm mm-hmm. like, this woman, she doesn't even know me. Mm-hmm. And she was praying for me during your workout. Like, that's incredible to me that yeah. she would just connect to that and be like, okay, you know, like I'm going to pray for this person. And, um, yeah, it's been really cool because CrossFit has brought me so much closer to God and it just also brings me so much joy. So it's been great. I appreciate you sharing all that, Tasia. I feel like, you know, it. what's so beautiful is that I think of, you know, I think of my, so I, I definitely, I consider myself a deeply spiritual person and um, definitely believe in a higher power um, and, and grew up as a Christian. And, um, and, you know, so whatever it is for for people like I, I see in our culture, at least in my community, people opening and expanding themselves up to that energy in whatever way they believe in it and having it be more part of their life and daily life as opposed to so segmented that I, you know, have witnessed in the past um, through like, you know, the like just in our culture, I would say in our country, you know, versus other countries where 
um, religion can be such a part of their just daily practices and daily family life and ways of life. Um, sometimes I think in America, um, in my viewpoint as a child or growing up, it, it can just be this and then, you know, and then turn it off and you go over here. And so anyway, I'm rambling in that, but I appreciate you sharing how it's um, become just a part of who you are and even a part of, you know, who you are before at a big event. Um, do you have like mantras that you hold? Like, is there any one mantra that you say to yourself every time or write somewhere or? Um, not specifically. Yeah. I do. I always tell myself like, so I, I pray and I also do like positive self-talk. Um, I've just developed that over gymnastics and stuff like that. Um, so I'm always telling myself that I can do it. I'm like, you can do this, Tasia. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking to myself in the yeah. person. Yeah. Um, it's funny. My nutritionist was watching one of my events and he's like, did you just tell yourself you could do it? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because the music's so loud when I'm out there for like our regionals. I'm like, I'm talking aloud. I'm like my judges probably, I mean, some of them probably think it's okay. And some of them probably think I'm crazy, but I'm literally like, I'm like, please God be with me. Like you can do this Tasia. Let's go. You know, like loud, like, mm -hmm. cause I yeah. can hear myself, but I'm like the majority of people can't hear me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just like a release of that fear yeah. and that anxiety of yeah. going. Yeah. So I, I'm mostly, it's pretty much the same thing every time, but just depending, you know, I'm praying for courage, you know, and just the chance to shine light mm, on people yeah. to shine. And, um, God's really, he's blessed me and given me those things. So, well, you're totally living your, as you would say, destiny, but your dream of wanting to like help the world. And, um, and you know, maybe it's not through med school, like you originally thought, but you're totally doing that Tita, just by sharing your presence out there. And seriously, like you're, you're rising star. I mean, you already are a star, I think, but as you know, that you've been <laughs> labeled you. in the CrossFit <laughs> world. Um, I just think they're probably so beyond what you even imagined. So many people, you know, young women, but also men who are watching you and inspired by your courage and your willingness to stand in your power in a different way. Thank you. So it's been so cool to, to witness. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to know what, you know, we talked a little bit about food and lack of food during your gymnastics days, you know, skipping lunches, but how do you, like, how do you fuel yourself now um, to keep up with your lifestyle and your energy and your workouts and what's your favorite food? Um, so I have a few favorite foods. <laughs> My favorite food, I really love pancakes um, and I love pizza, obviously. Um, and then blueberries. Oh, for some I, love blueberries. I love blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. Um, so a couple unhealthy things and then, you know, I'll throw the blueberries in there. But right now I'm pretty much just eating a lot. Um, I work with my nutritionist, Dr. Mike Malloy. He is incredible. He set me up. Um, I can't remember how long ago it's been now. We've been working together maybe almost a year. Um, just, I do kind of flexible dieting ish. Um, I'm not really on any stringent diet plans. I don't weigh and measure my food. I just kind of go by like a guesstimate. I think mm -hmm. that's better mentally, yeah. emotionally for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but just trying to make, make sure I eat enough carbs, protein, fat, you know, those are my three primary goals. Um, games training right now, I'm just trying to make sure I eat enough. Mm. Um, it's really hard. I bet. It's yeah. hard. To, you, you never think it'd be hard to eat enough because I love food and I love eating, but it's hard um, to make those calorie goals. So because you're working out three times a day, you said. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm working out a lot. So yeah. it, in the morning right now, I mostly I'll do like a really big breakfast, like as big as I can handle. And then through the middle of the day when I'm training, I don't really have time for a full meal. So I focus on a lot of liquid calories, unfortunately. So like protein shakes, you know, sugar, power bars, fuel for fires, like protein packet type mm -hmm. things, um, which isn't ideal, but just with the timing of like eating training, mm -hmm. it's hard. And then I'll have dinner like pretty much right when I finish um, something big. And then usually like I'll have like a fake second dinner almost because an hour goes by and I'm hungry again. I love these like fake. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it just, it just it's like yeah. another dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm eating a lot and it's, it's cool to be able to 
when I had started with Mike Malloy, I was really under eating mm. um, and didn't realize it. it wasn't like intentional at that time. I just, I wasn't for what the amount of work I was putting in. I wasn't getting enough calories and I had all these nagging injuries and we think partially probably being underfed, you know, mm-hmm. you can't perform at your best if you're underfed. Mm-hmm. So if I had known that when I was a kid, <laughs> I know up. Well, that's such a beautiful, again, like coming back to all the learning you've experienced, you know, physiologically in your body and nourishment and also around the mindset around it, like relationship to food. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's been um, huge breakthroughs in the awareness that your body is healthier and you're preventing injury by nourishing and fueling it properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, so injury wise, you mentioned injury. So in the past, how has your body been feeling? And do you, um, have you battled any injuries? Um, are you nursing any right now? Or is that ever like, how is that, is that a concern at all? Um, well, injuries, staying healthy in CrossFit is always number one goal. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything unless you're healthy. Right. Um, so eating properly has helped me with that. I have, you know, gratefully not had anything major, just, you know, little things here and there, you know, pains. Like I have a recurring back pain that's been since I started. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been going on for a few years now and it's just, it gets better and it gets worse. And it's just a matter of managing it. I think just my anatomy, you know, I work with a chiropractor too. And, um, just it you know it can't it can be fixed but not really um so just managing that pain um but for me like I put a lot of priority on making sure I'm warmed up and then also accessory work on the flip side so when I finish so all those things that a lot of people don't want to do and trust me I never want to do mm-hmm. um, everything that people want to rush through right yeah. I have to force myself to do it and it's been especially in this last year I think that's why this year has been so different for me is all those things that I kind of brushed aside before I didn't I, I made sure I did the accessory work I made sure you know I got there early enough to warm up made sure I was eating enough and all those things to the best of my ability mm-hmm. um and that's was the big difference, I think, for me in making this year possible and hopefully, you know, the future years to come. Definitely. Definitely. How's sleep for you? And do you, because I, you know, being in the field of health and wellness and just reading and learning and working with clients around sleep, just how important it is. And yet I imagine just with all the workouts and the energy and the lactic acid pulsing through your body and even your mind, like has, how is sleep for you? Is it tough? <laughs> it's been, it's been really on and off to be honest. Um, sleep's really important to me, obviously just like most people, um, you need sleep to perform well. Mm. So whenever I'm struggling, uh, I went through a period just this winter where I couldn't sleep. I was getting nightmares. I was having nightmares all the time. Mm. And you know, I, I talk a lot with my nutritionist about that. He, he tries to help me and make sure I'm, you know, sleeping well. And a lot of that is recovery. So maybe not eating enough, right? Depending on what's going on in your life. If you're not eating enough, you might not be able to sleep well. Mm-hmm. Um, along with a lot of other things, like leading up to big thing, important events like regionals, sleep is hard or, you know, emotional struggles like we all go through. It makes sleep a little bit harder. But I do try to put priority on it. Um, I go to, I'm like a grandma, I was joke. I can't, I can't <laughs> hang at all, like with anyone. It's nine o'clock and I'm like, why am I not, if I'm not home at nine o'clock, something is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to be in bed. So, um. Have you always been that way? Like always been more of a, um, morning person, I guess I'll, you know. Yeah. Say. I've always been more of a morning yeah. person, but I've definitely had my days where I could, you know, stay up till midnight mm-hmm. and, you know, still be cool and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> now I'm like priority to me. The movie is at 10. I don't think so. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make it. I'll be sleeping. Right. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's been, especially now with what I'm doing, um, a lot of early nights, but yeah worth it obviously yeah definitely how how is how is crossfit your you know world of crossfit and everything you're doing and then social life um do you ever desire to have more space or to make it's always a choice right but to choose to have more time for that it sounds like your community is crossfit yeah so elaborate on that sure it helps that 
you know, my community and the majority of my friends now also CrossFit. So they understand what I'm going through and, um, or what they're also going through, you know, depending on how close we are. Um, there's always that struggle of, yeah, I want, I want to go out and have a drink or like, I want to go out and do this. But in the end, it's not worth it. Right. For mm. me, for what I want. And especially looking back on this last year, like, I have been super dedicated to what I wanted to do um, that I haven't had a lot of nights out. You know, like it's been hard to maybe not go out and see my friends for dinner just because I need to stay in. Like I'm tired. I have to make sure I'm ready for the next day. And I think that's a that will always be an ongoing battle of like people will say you're sacrificing too much. Right. Like you're sacrificing this time like even holidays, right? So we have to, we work out on Thanksgiving morning. You know, we do things that a lot of people don't do. And it's not because we don't want to be with their families or I don't want to do these things. But the ultimate goal is there for me, um, that dream of fulfilling. Um, so yeah, it, it helps that I'm surrounded by people who understand that. And the majority of people I do hang out with now <laughs> actually are CrossFitters, yeah. you know? Yeah. So they get it. Totally. And it, it makes it easy, you know? And I mean, even people on the outside, they get it to some yeah. extent. Chasing something that you want takes sacrifice. And I've only had positive, you know, resound people like, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this or that. And they understand. Totally. Um, but it is a battle sometimes. So it's, powerful that I love that you stand in it though like recognizing it's always a choice and I'm choosing this as opposed to like you know starting to feel like resentful of your schedule or you know it seems like you're really mindful of that and um obviously like mm. choosing because it feels the best and it's helping you to continue to reach your dreams mm -hmm. yeah so. it's definitely it's it's good days and bad days like everyone else right yeah someday I've had days even leading up to the games like in this last few months where I'm like why am I doing this mm. like why am I putting myself through this I feel miserable and I'm going for something that I've wanted <laughs> like my dream so I'll have this moment of I, I wouldn't say clarity it's more I guess maybe a moment of confusion <laughs> of like I'm so excited I'm so happy and so grateful for this opportunity but I'm so you know, upset or stressed, like you should be happy 100% of the mm. time, but it's not like that, right? Yeah. Um, you have to go through a lot of stuff and just that underlying in the back of your head, being grateful for it, I think is enough to just keep you going forward. Definitely. And it's so, I mean, gosh, Tasia, you're human, you know, it's, it's wild. I was just actually having a conversation with a couple of women this morning and we were meeting and we're talking about women's empowerment and just how in general, it's a generalization, but so many women and, and men to have this pressure. I feel like in our generation to just, just do it all 110% and, and alone, you know, not always, but just that willingness to gosh, acknowledge that, you know, this is my dream and I'm, I'm doing this, I'm choosing this. And yet, man, it is hard. And today I'm tired and I'm depleted and I just need to pause and um, the experience of simultaneous emotions, it can be really confusing. And the allowance of, of you know, not putting the pressure on ourselves to uh, be 100% happy all the time because that's not reality. And we right. can't experience the incredible power of that joy and happiness without allowing ourselves to have our lows so Definitely. and it makes you even more of you know the incredible role model that you are Thank do you, you ever feel pressure like just do you um yeah do you feel that enormous pressure on you coming I from do. the outside world the more you <laughs> shine um I do I do feel pressure I think um, people are always reminding me it's self-inflicted, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> we, we put this self-inflicted pressure on ourselves. Um, and yeah, I feel it. I feel it, especially like I've kind of, I've, I've built myself in a way of people who don't know me know that I'm happy, you know, and know that I, I'm joyful. And I think that's amazing. Like that is who I am, but I'm not like that a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's nice that I'm 
able to be vulnerable in a sense of where I'm at. Um, like I said before, I, I cry all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like a huge <laughs> sap. And I was never like that. Like, I don't know oh, when, really? when. I mean, I definitely cried as a kid. But like these days, uh, mm. especially, you know, it's definitely d- developed in a sense of like, when I'm happy, I cry. When I'm sad, I cry. When oh, I'm yeah. mad, I cry. I right? Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying all the time. Like, I even, I'm very passionate and when I work out really hard, I usually cry after I work out. I think I was watching a video of you. Actually, you posted something <laughs> oh, a few yeah. weeks ago. And yeah, you're like, I just needed this release. Yeah, and I don't yeah. even, like, I don't even know why I'm crying sometimes. Like, I'm just like, I gave everything I had to this, like this workout or this thing. Um, and it's like the driving force of, you know, what I'm doing, my overall, for me, my calling, you know, like mm-hmm. this is my calling. I'm fulfilling that. Um, that was really emotional for me. Um, and I think, I don't know what tangent I just got off on, but no, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's just something that I love about myself, right? Like I used to hide it, mm-hmm. hide it, especially like in new places and new environments of people. People at Crossroads Free still laugh at me about like the first time I cried there because nobody like knew what knew was what happening, to do. right? Like <laughs> yeah. this new girl's crying. Um, it's amazing and, that, you know, discomfort it can bring up for people. Yeah. Not, you know, including yourself, but yeah. Right. But now it's like, Okay, Tasha's crying over there in the corner again. Yeah. Like people know. And I think that's good. For me, that's great. Like the people know like they know I'm fine. Totally. I'm just releasing like whatever. Um, whatever I've built up from that day or that week. And it's it's something I kind of love about myself. And I I love that you can say that. And I, I think it's beautiful. I mean, it's a part of your higher sensitivity. I think the mm-hmm. fact that this clearly is so tied into your calling as you said and your passion um it just goes to show i feel feel like tears you know it's like you said like whether we're laughing to the point of tears or we're moved by simply something that someone shared or um by an experience we had like it's it's beautiful it's like this i just think it's um you know i think about you're sweating and you're crying and it's like it's all connected (laughs) yeah definitely it's really it's cool Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Tasia, what would you say to someone who's never done CrossFit before, who is interested in it, um, but perhaps intimidated? Because I think sometimes CrossFit gets that vibe that it's it's only for like these extreme athletes or, um, yeah, it can feel intimidating. Um, and I, I'm just going to speak for myself. Like, you know, I was so intrigued by it as a former college athlete. And I like to think of myself as a pretty strong and competitive person um and I but I remember being intimidated that first time I walked into you know CrossFit Ever Proven and like just blown away by the energy in there and obviously this incredible like connective um community and support but just like oh my gosh so what would you recommend or say to someone who is like thinking about considering trying it sure actually I I take on a lot of people who are just starting CrossFit. So we take them through an on-ramp course and I'm always telling them the same thing because the majority of people are terrified, right? It's a vulnerable thing to work out in front of other people, you know, to be sweaty, to be like pushing yourself, especially if you're not comfortable in your skin to start. Um, So I can like see where people are coming from where it's terrifying. You have over here, these people who are like all muscled up and like, you know, flipping around doing these crazy things and you're like oh (laughs) my gosh but in the overall it's not like that like people only see CrossFit they see the competitive side of it because that's what's kind of broadcasted Mm -hmm. but I think people are doing better about broadcasting the other things too um but it's way more than that competitiveness the majority of people I would I would say like 90% probably of the people CrossFitting are there for health and wellness like they're there to better themselves, um, to just be fitter, to live a happier life. And that's who I coach. You know, that's, those are the people I work with. Um, and you can't let fear hold you back. Right. Uh, they say CrossFit is for everyone. And I actually believe that I think it can be for everyone. People, you know, will rebuttal that, but I think it can be because, 
It's about community. That's the number one thing. And that's why, like one of the reasons why I love CrossFit so much is it's not fake. Like these people aren't here to be better than you. They're not here, you know, to hold you back in any way. Everyone, for the most part, wants you to be better. They want you to achieve your goals, whatever those may be, you know, living longer, being healthier, losing weight. Um, and especially in my community at free, like that's what we do. We're the people there love each other and they hold each other accountable. And when you don't see someone for a week, you're like, where are you? Mm. You had these goals. You're giving up on them. You know, like you need someone to be in your face a little bit. And that's because they care. And I think for someone scared, you just have to give it a chance because it's really hard when you start. Yeah. I always tell people it's like learning a foreign language, especially mm -hmm. if you've never been like in a, like worked with a barbell or anything right, like that. Right. It really is learning a foreign language. You're learning something totally different. You're moving your body in ways that you've never had to do. You know, it takes a lot of body awareness to be able to make those corrections. Like if you don't have a sports background and um, just to stick with it. Cause I've seen so many people who started and were like, like verge of quitting, like I can't do this. This is too much. Sore every day, and so, yeah, right. and yeah. then like scared every day of being this group setting, or even the fear of coming in last in workouts. Like I see that a lot. That mm. fear of like, oh, I'm the worst when it's not like, like nobody else sees it that way yeah. but yourself. Right, that self critic. Yeah, that self critic. We're our own worst critic. Yeah. Um. So you can't let fear hold you back. I think once people get over that like three month hump of mm. being in it they realize, you know, the benefits from CrossFit and, you know, or any other form of group fitness, right? That's mm -hmm. out there, people just trying to be better. I don't think it's solely CrossFit. That's this great thing, yeah. you know, like yeah. whether it's cycling or swimming or whatever people do to stay fit, but that accountability of community um, is something really great that you're not going to find everywhere. You're not going to find that in a globo gym right? with these people that you don't know, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not that they're not doing, trying to better themselves there too, but you don't get that community. The community is huge. It's something that I felt right away. And I, I love to, in listening to you, like as a coach, you have this opportunity to simply, again, share more of your personal journey with it. Um, and land and meet people where they're at and help them discover their innate strength. And, um, and you know, I found too, it, it just is that reminder when I was crossfitting that, you know, I'm, I have the opportunity to be responsible for my body and to tune in to my body in a way that, you know, is such a gift through these movements and through learning, you know, these certain exercises that I may, you know, have never done a snatch before or, um, you know, trying to just work up to a muscle up, which, you know, my old gymnastic self is like, come on, Annie. But, yeah. um, but, but that's yeah. so cool. But it's, you know, I, I love that. One of my favorite phrases to share with, with people is, or I'll say in my classes is we're all stronger than we know it, you know, and I think of that with you because that's the energy that you put out there is reminding people again of their like brilliance and their strength. And so, yeah, physical strength, but much more, you've talked about positive mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was, you know, reading up on you a little bit too um, before this and just how much that positive self-talk has helped you in your in your journey. And, and then you get to share that so much with what you're doing right now with other people. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I'm, I never thought I would be here. Um, and I never thought like, my plans to change the world, you know, um, would be in this way, but it's so perfect that it's just, I'm just in awe every day. Like I wake up and I'm like so grateful to have this opportunity to do something that I love and to also hopefully help other people, you know, find what they love or give them some sort of joy. And it's, it fills me like it definitely, as you say, like it nourishes my core. Like it brings me, you know, to a place that, you know, is just pure happiness, you know, pure joy. So it's really cool. You can tell, you can totally tell you <laughs> shine you. out there, Tasia. And you. I am so excited for you. I'm wishing you all the best with the upcoming games. Um, and I really appreciate you taking this time and energy 
to actually sit. This is probably the longest time you've sat in a while. <laughs> but to sit with me in presence and just flow in conversation. I really enjoy getting to know you better and hearing more about your story. Thank you so much so for you're having gonna me. you're going to keep shining. It's, it's, I can't wait to see you just continue to to show like the world, you know, not only your own strength, but other people's strength as well. So if you, if all of you out there want to follow Tasia, um, I encourage you to check out games.crossfit.com and check her out. Is there anywhere else people can find you, Tasia, to keep, you know, just feeling inspired by you and your energy and all that you're doing? Um, well, I think my Instagram actually is probably the best representation. Oh yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I love following you on Instagram, <laughs> um, which is just my name. So Tasia for Savage. Do you mind spelling that out? Of course. For people, it's, um, yeah, it's T A S I A P E R C E V is in Victor E C. Z is in zebra. <laughs> you can tell you said that a lot. <laughs> it's so hard to spell over the phone. <laughs> All the letters sound the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tasia, for this opportunity. And I'm so excited for you. Thank you again.